Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We had been discussing chapter 3, Karma Yoga, Yoga of Actions. And so far we have seen that the advice to all of us from Bhagavan is Niyatam Kuru Karmatvam. Do your obligatory duties. Whatever comes as obligations, as the roles you take, all those duties you must perform. And why that is? Because you are part of this universe, this cosmos. And therefore, as a constituent part, as a member of this universe, you have duties to perform. Because when the Creator created this universe, He created that as a self-sustaining universe. The self-sustaining principle was that each constituent part of this universe will work in conjunction with another to support each other. And thus, supporting each other, you will sustain this universe and keep making progress. So that concept was laid out in the last three verses which we have seen, which says, when the Creator created the universe, He also created the yagna with it, to support this universe, this creation. The yagna is that ability for each being and thing to work in conjunction with the other. So all things and beings can work together to support this universe. So each one has an obligation to contribute his or her or its contribution toward the sustenance of this universe. And then it explains the cycle and how this cycle works in the universe that we have seen, at least in our world. It's the Annad Bhavati Bhutani Parjanyad Anna Sambhava. The food makes the beings possible. The beings are created out of the food. All our bodies are made up of food. And then the food is made possible by the rains. The rains are made possible by the collective actions of all things and beings. Now this is something we obviously have difficulty understanding, but last time as we have seen, each component part of this universe working in harmony keeps this cycle going. So the rains are only possible if the collective actions of the of the all things and beings are in harmony with the cycle. These collective actions are only possible because of the individual actions. So the individual action is very important to have this cycle going. They say the individual action is possible because Brahma, the creator, is acting through this universe. As we have seen that when the Creator created this universe, the only material available to him was his own self. So he remained as his own self in this universe. So all the capabilities of the, the Creator in the each component part of this universe. So the Brahmaji's ability to act 
is now assigned to all the beings in this world. Brahmadev could only act because the substratum of imperishable Brahman. So in this verse, the Brahma word Brahma is used in both contexts, the creator and imperishable Brahman. Eventually, for all the collective actions, the yagna, cooperative endeavors, imperishable Brahman is present in all the yagnas. So Bhagavan is always present because without his presence, no action can take place. Having learned all this, that we are part of this cycle, we are part of this universe, individual action is very important and therefore I have to do my part. See, what happens if I don't do my part? There's such a person who is not following this cycle, thus sat in motion. He's living in sin, the life of sin. And he's only living for the sense pleasure, and therefore his life is in vain. Since he wasted away the opportunity given to him in this life to rise above his limitations and become one with his own creator. So therefore, the advice is, continue working. So another question is, is individual have a responsibility to act or is there anyone who does not have any responsibility to act? Some of us say, well, I have made enough money, I'm completely secure, I don't need to work. So in internet bubble time, I think people are retiring age of 22 and 25 and 26 and they are retired. What happened? Is it because he made all his money? Then we know what happened to all of them. So if you have achieved what you are ultimately looking for, then you can retire. And what are you ultimately looking for? Satisfaction and contentment. That's all we are looking for. What are we looking for everything in life is, I should reach a level where I don't need anything more. And then I'll be content. Then I will not have to work. Most of us think that if I reach a certain bank balance, I'll reach there. And those billionaires or millionaires, I have one client who is an internet billionaire. Now he filed a bankruptcy. So at that time he thought he got it. Eventually realized, no, he did not. So what you're looking for is contentment and satisfaction. And if you achieve that, then you don't have any responsibility or duty to act. So the next verse says, Yahatu Atma Ratihi Eva. One who is reveling in the self alone, atma manava, who is satisfied with the self only, atmani evacha santushtaha, he is content with the self alone, tasya karyam na vidyade. At that time you can retire. So these are the qualifications for retirement from working life. First of all, he says, he is reveling in the self alone. One who is identified with the self, one who is satisfied with the self, who is content with the self. So this looks like a contradiction in all that thing we have been talking so far, that you are part of the universe, you have to work, you have to do your part, and suddenly say if you are satisfied, don't do anything. It is a very difficult concept to understand, but what it really means is that as long as I am identified as part of this prakriti, there is action necessary. Everything in this world, all the things and beings act with each other. Even elements, oxygen acting on copper creates copper oxides. 
constantly the reaction and actions are going on. So the, if the part, the prakriti is made up of three gunas, as we have seen, sattva, rajas, and tamas, and these three gunas are making all these actions possible, because one of them is rajas, activity. This prakriti also can be seen with three aspects, is space, time, and causation. So as long as a part of the cause and effect, you have to act. So as long as I'm identified with body, mind, and intellect, I have duties to perform as part of this prakriti. Because now I'm part of the prakriti, and the prakriti requires this sustenance by working with each other. So as long as I'm thinking as me, as this body, mind, intellect, are all the duties, fatherly duties, Brotherly duties, sisterly duties, motherly duties, employerly duties, employee duties, because I'm identified this limited being called me, the ego. Now, all this time I've been working very hard, the self was completely inactive. As Swami Dhirananda used to say, I, as I have no problems, but I, as Swami, has all the problems. I is such and such is all the problem. The I in me was never growing, never decaying, never dying, never taking birth, also never acting. And the standard example is, are you doing anything in your deep sleep? No. Other than those involuntary functions which are happening in your body, which you don't really take a credit for it. You know? Nobody congratulates himself or herself and say, Good job, you know, breathing while I was sleeping. Because involuntary, you don't even have a control over it. So you are not really doing anything in your deep sleep. And why is that? We have no desires in our deep sleep. In deep sleep, I don't know that I exist. Therefore, I have no wants. I'm not identified with my mind and intellect. So there are no desires. And because there are no desires, there are no thoughts. Because there are no thoughts, there are no actions. Actions are germinated through my desires. Once there are tendencies and desires at the mental level, it creates thoughts. Those thoughts prompt actions. If there is an absence of desires and thoughts, there is no action required. So Bhagavan is outlining a situation, a state of existence where there is no desire and there is no thought. And therefore, that such a person do not have any duty to act. Now, what is the state we had been learning through Bhagavad Gita that the ultimate goal of life is to transcend this identification with this limited ego and identify with the Supreme Self. In the previous verse, in the cycle we have seen, everything comes out of eventually from the imperishable self. The imperishable self becomes Brahma, the creator. The creator created this universe out of his own self, and I'm part of this universe. Now, I turn the cycle back. From this limited ego, I identify with the greater self. The greater self is nothing but the imperishable Brahman, and therefore there is no activity. Say such a person... He will have no duties to perform. 
it will be like even when i'm sleeping my body is functioning my heart is beating and pumping blood and keeping my body alive but i don't take any credit for or blame for it's not functioning such a person even though working in this world will not take any credit or blame for what's happening therefore he is actionless tasya karyam na vidyate one who is identified with the self and not with the mind and intellect he does not have any activity naivatasya kruten artha na akruten iha kaschan for him there is no interest in whatever is done because it is part of this prakriti and it is happening but it's not something he is involved in it or he is also not into what is not done akruten artha what is not done is also part of the prakriti so why should he be concerned about it nacha asya sarva bhuteshu kaschit artha vipashrayaha he does not depend on any being for any objects because objects are no no longer his needs we are dependent on the society because we need something from the society we have to pay taxes in andrago county because we live in andrago county and uses andrago services but if i am not part of andrago county i don't have to pay taxes here as long as i don't consider to be be part of this i don't have to participate as long as i'm not identified with the prakriti i don't have to participate in prakriti let the prakriti do whatever it is doing i'll be just a witness so is such a person who has become that it does not matter to him what is done or what is not done what is happening in latvia right now do we really care we don't even know what is happening there or not happening there unless it comes on cnn on news then we suddenly get all involved and say boy that's not good or that's very good half of us don't even know the latvia exist right so as long as i'm not identified i don't have anything to do with what is done or what is not done it's only way i identify with that i have to participate also why i'm not required to do anything because i really don't need anything i don't need anything from latvia right now i don't import anything or neither i want to export anything to latvia so i'm fine what is happening there but here henrik i'm very interested what's happening what is that what are the meal tax we had because i'm part of it once i transcend the identification with this prakriti at micro level is my body my mind my intellect there is no obligation to be with me i really don't need anything or anybody when i was a little child and i said i i really didn't depend on anything neither am i depending on anything to realize that i exist so that i really does not require anything from anybody and therefore it does not have any duty but the, what is the highest act of this mind and intellect this mind and intellect identifying as part of this cosmos has been working very hard to transcend their own limitations so the last act of the mind will be to transcend that limitation and once that act is done he has no activity left so bhagwan said therefore to reach that point 
where your mind and intellect will be ready to perform the last action. We have all heard that the last thought is what counts. Whatever our last thought at the time of dying, that's where we will go. That's why in the, when a person is dying, let him say Ram Ram, Ram Ram. Actually, we do otherwise. And after he dies, we do Ram Ram, Ram Ram. He is no, no longer ready to hear. But everybody else is singing Ram Ram, Ram Bolo Bhai Ram. Actually, it should be that person, the Gandhi is here Ram. And that will only come, as we have learned, that our mind only works in channels. Whatever channels are created, that's where the thoughts will go. So unless I've created those channels in my mind throughout my life, the last thought will not come. So our last thought should be to transcend these limitations of mind and intellect and becoming one with the Supreme Self. That will only come if you had been working in that manner all your life. So the verse 19 says, Tasmat, here comes the prescription or instruction or guidance. Therefore, Tasmat asaktaha satatam karyam karma samachara. Therefore, continue doing your duties which are obligatory, which comes as part of roles which you are taking. But, just one little correction, asaktaha, without attachment. See, right now we do with attachment. I do something and say, somebody will recognize me. Somebody will notice it, you know, that I'm doing this. Or I'm working in my business store. I'll at least make, you know, profits. People will recognize my work. So there's an attachment attached to my actions. And therefore, I'm bound by the laws of causation. Action and reactions. And I'm bound by it. Karma will bind me to its results. Karma yoga will liberate me from that bondage. So once the same action is performed as a karma, it's binding. Same action performed as karma yoga is liberating. How do I perform karma yoga? Satatam karyam karma samachara asaktaha. Without attachment you perform those actions. Asaktohi achran karma param apnoti purusaha. By acting in this world without attachment only, people achieve that ultimate state of perfection. We started out with, we want satisfaction and contentment. I want to act in a manner that achieve contentment. We found out that contentment is not possible as long as I'm attached to the results. So now Bhagavan said the only there is one escape hatch. You act in this way, just as you are acting right now, no difference, but without attachment. Once you train your mind to do that, you will achieve that perfection in no time. With that, we'll stop here. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschit Dukkha Bhagbhave Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Gurubhyo Namaha Hari Hiyo